Welcome to the recorded candidate interviews by the League of Women Voters of Portland. All the candidates running for this position in the primary election were invited to participate. We asked the candidates for the same office, the same questions, and included as many of the questions as time allowed. Hello, this is Chris Kobe with the League of Women Voters of Portland, and you are watching the Video Voters Guide or listening to our podcast. With the technical support of Metro East Community Media, we are here today to talk with candidates running in the May 17, 2022 primary election. We are grateful for the support of the Carol and Velma Sailing Foundation, the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund, the Weiss Foundation, and our media partner, Metro East Community Media. With me is Nicole Morrissey O'Donnell, running for Multnomah County Sheriff. Welcome, Nicole. Thank you very much. I'm really happy to be here and I appreciate your time today. Please tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're running for sheriff. Absolutely. So I'm a native Oregonian. Uh, I grew up in a small town in Klatskanai, Oregon. And then when I moved to Portland, I moved here to attend University of Portland. And I actually started uh, university as a music major. So that always seems like a really great transition into public safety. Um, but I really knew that I wanted to do something more for my community. And so I started working for the sheriff's office uh, over 25 years ago. Um, so I currently today serve in the role uh, as under sheriff, which is second in command. And in 2019, I was unanimously um, appointed uh, by the county commission to be Sheriff Mike Reese's interim designee. So what that entails in the second in command position is that currently day-to-day -day operations, I oversee the law enforcement division and business services division, which is $171 million budget and approximately 800 personnel. And then I oversee the entire organization when the sheriff is away. Uh, prior to my undersheriff role, I held the role as the law enforcement uh, chief deputy. So I led the law enforcement division, and that's patrol operations, river patrol, investigations, and search and rescue, to name a few of our operations. And what's unique about me is that not only do I hold a correction certification, but I've already obtained uh, the police officer certification, the law enforcement certification, which is required uh, within one year of taking office. And that's a four-month process uh, initially of attending the police academy in Salem uh, full-time, as well as a three to four month process of being in a police car with a coach taking 911 calls to really learn the job. Uh, so, you know, as I look at where we're at as a community and I live and work in this community and I have for a number of years, and it's concerning when I talk to people that they don't feel safe in our community. And I'm running to change that. We have unprecedented gun violence and record numbers of people living on our streets who are experiencing, uh, many of them, mental health and addiction challenges. Uh, so I'm proud that my leadership style is very community driven and I leverage our public safety partners as well as our community based resources to really gain those results. And I have a proven track record to lead this agency on day one uh, by earning some of the support from and the confidence uh, of two local governors elected on the state and local level uh, community leaders that I've already been partnering with, not just since this campaign, but really to better our public safety services in collaboration with our community partners. Uh, and then the current sheriffs of our tri-county area, including Sheriff Mike Reese, uh, Sheriff Pat Garrett, and Sheriff Angela Brandenburg. 
Uh, I feel that these partnerships are absolutely critical, public safety and community-based, in addressing the issues that we're facing in our community head-on. Uh, I would be the first female sheriff in the history of the organization, uh, and I'm ready to step into this job on day one. What measures would you recommend to ensure prisoners' health and safety, including those with mental health or addiction issues? So, you know, as we're looking um, at our facilities, the health and well-being of adults in custody is, is absolutely a top priority. As I was reading recently, Oregon is second in need for those uh, experiencing mental health and addiction challenges, yet we're nearly last in available services and accessible services to help uh, facilitate that treatment. Um, and as a result, as we look across um, our systems, many systems are failing our community. So our jails are, um, there are more and more people in our jail facilities that are experiencing mental health and addiction challenges. And, you know, we must do better. And I know that uh, what we're doing in our facilities today, I will continue to advocate for those critical services and resources, and really uh, also partner with our community members and, and um, uh, community-based providers to get real results. Um, so as I look at, uh, you know, moving into the sheriff role as sheriff, I will ensure that I have those positive and productive relationships with our corrections health director and their department and all of our corrections health members. Uh, corrections health, a part of Multnomah County Public Health, provides services in our corrections facilities. Um, that includes medical, behavioral health, uh, and dental vision, and even accessing medication. And I'll advocate uh, for those resources and personnel uh, to address the current needs in our facilities because the needs today may be different than the needs that we had five or 10 years ago. And, you know, looking at advocating for additional training for our deputies, uh, building their skill sets so they also can more effectively and safely interact with those experiencing mental health and addiction. Some of those include um, ensuring that our deputies um, and support staff or professional, non-sworn professional staff really have the skills to recognize the signs and symptoms of mental illness and substance use. I'll advocate for training on enhanced communication, uh, de-escalation skills, uh, trauma-informed approaches, and crisis intervention, um, and really just uh, being able to also look at uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and looking at learning experiences that connect with community. And so we're listening and understanding how best to uh, engage our community and how best to put the services forth that are uh, successful or that can help each community member and their specific unique needs. Um, looking at building those, um, again, those community-based uh, partnerships, external instructors. For example, one of the areas that I worked uh, when I was in the training unit, I organized a training with the National Alliance on Mental Illness, and that was for our corrections deputies, and it included an interactive panel discussion with our deputies. So it encouraged our deputies to learn from community members uh, with lived experience and experts in the field. And so I really um, am encouraged to incorporate these types of community-based services uh, in our next uh, training programs. And I've already advocated for some of the skills that I've already talked about to be included uh, and budgeted for our next fiscal year. Looking at assessing our jail operations, again, um, they're this work is different than it has been in previous years. So advocating for additional resources, expanding 
are looking at expanding housing areas that are dedicated to helping people who require additional mental health care. So that looks, when we're looking at more of an, an individualized uh, person-centered approach, and uh, we currently have a behavioral health team assigned to our justice center. Uh, so it's assigned at one facility and this team works alongside our medical and mental health staff and provides services to those experiencing mental health and substance use uh, challenges. They participate in uh, linking people to appropriate levels of care within our community. So really looking at is, is could we expand that team and where would we expand that? Would it be our uh, second, our Inverness jail or a, an additional expansion uh, at the Justice Center. Um, and partnering again with uh, groups such as Volunteers of America to help with a more successful transition for people in custody into the community and being more prepared for their long-term recovery needs. Uh, we already do some of this work, um, advocating for additional work with Southeast Works for job uh, skills and placement, as well as working with our food service provider that also provides some job skills and uh, job placement, which we're seeing success when people are released. So again, looking at how you, um, how I as sheriff will support a more holistic approach that will meet each person's unique needs uh, and try to you know, work on a positive path forward for each person in our custody. Thank you, Nicole. This concludes our video voters guide and podcast interview of Nicole Morrissey O'Donnell running for the office of Multnomah County Sheriff. Election day is Tuesday, May 17. Thank you for informing yourself about the candidates and be sure to exercise your right to vote. Thank you for your interest. This interview was produced by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund and Metro East Community Media. Funding was provided by the Carolyn Velma Sailing Foundation, the Weiss Foundation, Vernier Software and Technology, and the Sarah Fruing Memorial Fund. For more information on the primary election and this race, visit our websites, vote411.org and lwvpdx.org. Thank you for listening and for voting. Copyright 2022 by the League of Women Voters of Portland Education Fund. Licensed by Creative Commons.